right, episode 65 with Amanda Gazzola is about to start, and this is another great episode. What we're going to cover is how to deal with body image for women and how to deal with those tough clients that I've been bringing up this entire time since I started this podcast. And we're also going to jump into a little bit of business of how she runs her side of things in the beginning of the episode. And we also talk about the challenge of dealing with the health industry pouring just straight crap information and how we have to deal with it on a daily basis with our clients. So hopefully you guys will get something out of this. And again, please share this podcast anywhere with anyone all the freaking time so I can reach as many people as possible and help them all. And let's get this episode started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and joining me today is only Amanda Gazzola. Hello! Uh, so to get us started, I always ask all my guests, uh, what do you got planned for the weekend? Um, this weekend, um, so on the side of my makeup artist, um, so tomorrow I'm going to Oakville area, like I'm from, I'm from Ontario and doing that. And then from there going to the Archangel summit in Toronto, um, there's a lot of, it's an entrepreneur summit and we have, uh, Simon Cena coming last year. We had the Gary Vander, I always pronounce his last name wrong, but Vanderchuk, uh, was there, Seth Godin. So it's pretty big. Wow, that that's a good lineup. Yeah, so it was. It was last year was my first time, and it was unbelievable. And uh, I definitely wanted to do it again. And uh, I have my husband coming with me tomorrow. How how big is the event? Is it like thousands upon thousands of people? Um, it's around uh, two to three thousand people. Jeez. So it's still quite, it's big, but it's still like nice and intimate where you still feel like you kind of have that one-on-one attention as much as you could yeah. in the 2000 to 3000 mark. Yeah. See, like I like Gary Vaynerchuk, but it's, it's kind of tough to justify to go see him live because if you go on his YouTube channel, all of his keynotes are there. Totally, yeah. totally. But um, so last year, uh, he had the option for all of us to either listen to what he had to say, or you went up to him with your problems. So there was like a lineup that seriously went from the one end of the room to the end of the door with people talking to him and asking him what to do, what can I do with this? How do I move ahead and all that kind of stuff. So that part was pretty cool to see. Yeah, all of his Q&A stuff is probably the best thing. Like, I think he's at a point of his career where he doesn't have to talk anymore. It's just people ask him questions he just answers them exactly and that's like that's what uh that's why he went to that route and just gave us the option and it was no contest there so <laughs> so here here's my thing with like conferences is like you see a lot of people go to them every single year but at the same time they're like the same people that don't progress their business because they kind of just yeah. like sit there like oh this is great but they actually don't do anything with it and i'm like come on, you should be doing stuff every day to grow your business. 100%. And I think uh, and uh, from one of those people that used to be in the audience like that to how I am now, it's amazing uh, when you, well, mine is like my, we've invested quite a bit of money into my business, our business now. And that has been like, my fear is like to not use any of it. So changing the shoulds to a must has been like a huge one to, to do, but you can always tell in the audience who's going to actually take it to the next level and who's still struggling a little bit 
Yeah, like, uh, do you know who Jordan Side is? No, I do not. So he's uh, Gary's trainer, and I've had him on the show, too. And uh, I would highly suggest, like, you follow him because he posts such great content on a daily basis multiple times a day. And he's, like, killing it on the online space. And, like, any coach that asks me, like, how do I get into online training? Like, how do I do it? I just, like, tell him, go look at Jordan see what he's doing and copy it. Don't copy his content, but copy the method that he's doing it. And really it just comes down. Yeah. It really just comes down to hard work. Like, Oh, totally, totally. And that's, I'm so happy that you mentioned that because that has been on um, my whiteboard in my room to find a trainer mentor to someone to like learn from. So thank you for that. (laughs) And then another person you actually check out is Mike Vacanti, who was Gary's trainer before Jordan and those two are, I think, like, I think Jordan's 26 and Mike Vacanti's like 30. Like, they're fairly young in the game and they're just killing it online. So those Love two for sure. That. Yeah. Um, so let's get to get to your intro. Yes. going off track, but <laughs> tell the audience who you are, what you do and how did you get into this industry? Um, so my name is Amanda and basically a little bit of stuff that I like to do is I love training and working out, um, going on the trails with my husband and my dog Iggy. He's my little Shih Tzu friend and spending time with my family. But basically how I got into everything was for me growing up was a huge mental struggle and I struggled with my identity and basically had that um, that self stuff where you envy other girls and you wonder how they're just so happy. And I dealt with a lot of stuff on my own skeletons in my closet, basically with, you know, we, uh, self-confidence issues, self-worth issues, which led me into, um, really not really hating myself. I'm going to just say it like that because, you know, I was a little heavier back then. So for my height, I'm 4'11". So 20 pounds, like was a, a lot for myself that I carried. And, um, I went to a lot of starvation diets, feeling deprived with food, which would lead me into binge eating and got to the point where I felt like I was so worthless. And, it wasn't until I hired my first personal trainer when I stopped going in that hamster wheel that I was addicted to how I felt when I worked out, which was pretty awesome. So where that has gotten me was one thing that lacked still with even just having the weight loss gone. Um, I still had a lot of mental struggles with self self confidence, self worth, and, um, basically just, really not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. Even though I liked working out, I still dealt with all those. So coming over all those ordeals, I started just following, um, a lot of wellness people and which led me to the wellness business Academy last year. And that was the summit that I went to. I learned what it was like, how there's other entrepreneurs, like all those type of things and realized that I wasn't alone. And we, they, I felt like I was unemployable because I had a lot of jobs. So a lot of stuff like that, where the self-worth comes from, what comes from just growing up and wondering what's wrong with me and realizing that being unemployable is not necessarily a bad thing. I just see things a lot differently in my life that I would do things differently. And that's what's made me feel like I stand out now and, uh, have become an online trainer, uh, a beauty coach and, and um, just helping women to, with their terrible relationship with food, with body image, and um, 
trying just to let them know that they're beautiful, uh, strong, and can do amazing things when they have the right attitude. How old were you when you, like, started realizing that, like, your body wasn't what you wanted it to be? I'm kind of curious at what age it started at. Uh, mine started young, um, but, like, pretty, I, I don't know what young, I see how, when I see other girl, little girls now, um, yeah, when I hit puberty is pretty much when I started, so around grade uh, six, so around 12, 11, 12 years old. Was there, like, a certain, like, person that said something that kind of triggered it? Like, I'm also curious as, yeah. like, what, what happened? Like, what made you realize, like, oh, damn, this is not what I want to look like? Totally right. And uh, from the, for me, it started with my family, and it was uh, my Oma. And she just, she's European, so she has, she, I, I don't know, maybe it's some, maybe I don't want to stereotype European, but they're very verbal and they'll just say it like it is and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, Amanda, you're putting on some weight. And that, like, honestly was like, oh, no. And, like, I remember just, at, and then we were at the dinner table and I basically didn't want to eat after I heard that because I never really put that together for my own. You always felt like, you know, like, but you're different sometimes, but not to that extent where it's noticeable and someone's telling you. Yeah. I honestly, like being an immigrant, I totally know what you mean. And <laughs> like my wife, she's Filipino. It's even worse. And she like, she, <laughs> yeah. like when I started dating her, she told me it's like anytime you have a family dinner, the first thing, like an uncle or an aunt that hasn't seen you in a while, they'll say, Oh, you're getting fat. Like, right? like, like this point blank. And you're like, thanks. You're wondering that, like, did they just say that? Like, why would they say that? You want to say something back, but there's just something about like, oh, it's not worth it. Like, you don't want to make the conversation about that. But you're like, you know it in your head. Yeah, and it's so tough because like, you don't really know it. But your family plays such a huge role in how you grow up. And I, that's a fear for me when I become a parent, like, I need to really think about what I say so I don't screw right. up my kids like that, right? Totally. And I feel the exact same way, too, like where it's taken me like I'm I'm over 30 now and I'm coming into that point where I am thinking about having kids and stuff like that. But that's what's kept me from having kids is because like I want to figure out how to deal with my issues before I have a kid. And then I've like kind of just like and then I can help them out because last thing I want you last thing you want them to do is to feel like how you did when you were younger so yeah definitely um so I'm also kind of curious when you coach women with body image issues like how do you structure I don't know if you have a program or you kind of figure out if there's certain there's a certain direction you need to go to with them like how do you yeah. coach body image um pretty much I I think the biggest thing for me is uh, I listen. I, I and I when I say that is that listening is such a big tool because sometimes I they're they're going to tell you the answers that are going on in their head if you ask the right questions and keep digging into the why a lot more. So that is something that I do. Is there a structure? No, because everyone is completely different. When, for me, this is what I found. Everyone's completely different from where they're at for when they come and see you. And some of it, like they know the tools, what they have to do when it comes to going to the gym and stuff like that. But the stuff that 
when issues come on, like with um, how they're dealing with things and how they react to things, I think that's when the turning ball starts changing in their, like in their life where they fall out, where like they feel like they can't come, that it's too much, like they get overwhelmed very easily. So it's learning how to prioritize the bigger things and letting them, and it's only through like talking to them that I found that has basically helped where I, because I've been there with certain things, not all, not all of it all the time. I'm able to like basically turn those shoulds into a must and telling them like, don't let whatever that is happening, control your happiness. You have control of your happiness and learning how to switch the routine like around for their thought process. Okay. Um, do you think like, actually let's do this. Um, when a woman comes up to you and she constantly says things like, I'm so fat, or this is too big, or I just want to be skinnier here, like, how do you combat those kind of comments? Well, yeah, I understand from the place of where it comes from. And when that is happening, I base and I like, it's trying just to console them because they feel how they feel. You can't take away that from somebody because they felt it for a certain period of time. But I will ask something not in regards to like what they just said but asking something along the relations of like well what what like what has what made you think of that and then kind of just getting them to open up well this is like basically why I think that and like well where did that come from like going into like changing it around but in a way that I'm still listening and trying to find out a lot more about the the bigger picture because it does start with, like, people always, like, look at it as where mine is from, like, when I was younger. It wasn't the weight that I carried. It was the weight and, like, like the physically it wasn't the weight I carried. It was more of the mental weight that I carried of, like, letting that, like, basically, like, define who you are when you aren't that. Yeah, you're right. Like, with one of my clients, I think I might have brought this up in my show before, but she's about to turn 50. She's, like just amazing like she's strong and lean and can do like bodyweight chin-ups like nobody's business like she's just amazing. amazing um but in the past like when she was younger she used to do uh bodybuilding shows and figure competition shows and I think that mentality still with her yeah and like till this day she still tells like herself that she's not skinny enough and I'm like you're like ripped like how lean do you need to get like you would have to like really cut your diet down where you couldn't enjoy life at all to look like you did before like it's just not realistic oh I told and from coming from a figure and bikini competitor background I get what she means but like that's like where like you for me it took me a while to understand the difference between the two like where you're not show lean but like you're still you're still like looking amazing for where you are and what you do and stuff and you're enjoying life a lot more but yeah the mental part of that is oh it can rip you because you have a perception that's not realistic but you don't know why like where like why you can't differentiate the two at the time so how many shows did you do um, I started, I've done, I've competed in bikini three times and in figure a couple times. Okay. So what was your reason in getting into that? I'm curious about that. 
Totally. Well, when, like how it all came about was, um, uh, when I graduated from, uh, Sheridan college, um, my college here, I went in for advertising and of course in 2008, that's when the recession happened. So a lot of people were taking, not like hiring for advertising or marketing because of how the market was and how everything was going on and stuff like that. So from that, I, um, I could, it was hard to find work at the time. And I just wanted to find a job in my business. Um, so yeah. And then, so I wasn't looking, I was looking for work, but, um, there was a competition going on where they needed volunteers. It was the ultimate fitness events. It's UFE here. Um, it's kind of just a smaller organization than OPA, but anyways, I knew one of the girls that were uh, competing in it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to help out cause I have nothing else to do. And I really like health and fitness and whatnot. So from there and just seeing everyone on stage was really cool. It opened my eyes to a new world that I never knew about. And if anything, it was like, well, I can get to my goal a lot faster because this is kind of when I started um, going to the gym a little bit more. And the, the girl that was competing was a personal trainer. And so I was letting her, tra- I was, we were training together. So that's kind of how I got into it all. And like, it was amazing the feeling that, you know, you, you started hearing the compliments, you started to have more idea of like how to you know, have more control. And I guess that's what I liked about it is like you had control of yourself. This was for you. It was a reason to kind of start figuring out, like putting yourself a little forward because I'm a giver. I am a people pleaser. I like to make everyone happy. So this was a way that I could start giving back to myself in some way. So okay. that that's basically how it started. And I enjoyed it and got more muscle. So that's why I went into more of the figure. So now looking back at it, do you feel like it was worth the time and like the diet and all the stress that comes with it? In yeah, you know what? For me, um, I I guess I go from one end of the spectrum to the other. So for me, I don't think I could change. Um, I wouldn't change a thing because if anything, it's led me to where I am now, and I have a lot more confidence in my decisions. Do would I like put um, if I'm training a client and stuff that would I put them on a program like that? No, not at all. I'm all about more lifestyle now, but it's taken me a bit to make it more of a lifestyle where I'm happy and content with both. Yeah, because I think you did it for the right reasons, because I find, like, I used to train women in that uh, area, and most of them were doing it just to look better and feel better about themselves, and I remember, I think this is another story I brought up, so I'm going to bring it up again, but I was training this one uh, woman, she was maybe three or four weeks out of her show, and, like, I was, like, walking up towards her, I could tell something was off, and she just, like, burst out in tears, just crying, and I'm like what's going on? And she was crying the fact that her calves weren't lean enough. And I'm like, seriously, (laughs) like, you look amazing. And it's just crazy how your brain and especially your hormones just go off the charts when you're that like lean, especially for a woman and everything is is just thrown off. Especially when like the one, like you should be so proud of where you're at and how far you've come. And that's one thing that's deters that little bit where you're like my calves. And like, that's like, it's the smallest thing that always breaks the back in the end. And then you wonder like mentally, like that might not be, you know, you you feel bad because, you know, that's not what it was about the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to the very beginning, um, yes. Did you start as a trainer? Like, did you get certified? Like, how did you get into personal training? 
Yeah. So it, after I did my first competition, I want, because, you know, people start coming to you and asking you, Oh, what did you do? And stuff like that. So it's a great awareness. Um, I got, I got, per, uh, certif- certified, um, as a personal trainer with, um, CanFit Pro. And then, um, from there I wanted to learn more about the nutrition part. So I went with uh, precision nutrition. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I honestly love Precision Nutrition, everything that they do, because it's so easy and simple, and it gets right to the general population and what they should be doing, because I personally hate stupid diets and detoxes and cleanses, like just lifestyle, lifestyle to keep it forever, because that was actually one of my next questions is like, how do you coach nutrition? Like, how do you take someone that is brand new, that's struggling with weight and getting them to where they want to be? Yeah, that's a that's a huge one, and I feel like depend. I I'm all about balance, and it's taking me a while to get there. But you only learn through your own mistakes and whatnot. And if like for instance, there's a quite a few people. I want them to understand what it is that they have to look for on a box. That's I start so simple, and it's all about making small habits. So I don't change everything right off the bat. I do the smallest stuff because I that's why I like precision nutrition because it's about making everything more habitual and whatnot and understanding how they feel after they eat is a big one where you know you shouldn't feel like you know bloated you shouldn't feel like these certain things like tired and have no energy and stuff like that so them understanding that like how they feel after certain like after eating and stuff like that is an under so they understand that like I need to make that change they know that it's not just like you know for instance, I didn't know that I had a dairy allergy and it was only through competition that I figured that out because getting lean is like all about that. Everything else was lean in my body, but my tummy. And it was like, why is that? And so, you know, understanding that like, you know, sometimes when you're, I couldn't finish my meals and couldn't do, uh, my tummy like would sometimes be so, you know, and I thought that was normal. I thought sometimes puking in your mouth after you eat. And I thought it's cause I ate too much, like the excuses that you make for yourself. And that is like a huge thing where one little simple change can change like how you feel and how your relationship with food can be. And mine's like way better than it used to be. Cause I love how I feel after, instead of just always feeling like lethargic and blah. Yeah. I think like the whole idea of like self like sabotage happens way too often for clients. Cause like, you know, they could be doing everything right and then they, I don't know, go out for a burger and they feel like all their progress is lost and they're like, yes. oh, this is fine, this is fine. And then their next meal is also not, you know, within the guidelines of veggies yeah. and meat and everything. And they're like, it's okay, it's my cheat week, this is fine. And they almost convince <laughs> themselves like everything they're doing is okay and it just spirals downwards and they're, they're just like in a rut and they're like, what the hell happened? Oh, yeah, totally. And that that's awful like, because like everything is uh, everything with balance. And I don't even know if balance is a great word, but everything should just shouldn't be so hard the way that we like. And I'm talking like how I used to be, how everything shouldn't be so hard. It should be fun. Everything should is a process. There's like not like, I don't know, feeling deprived is like just, you know, it's that thing that's where everyone loses that part, like where they ha- want to have fun in life and stuff like that because they're always worried about something or how they feel and there's always these internal thoughts that we think and I don't know sometimes you wonder where they come from like when it's always like that 
So what do you think, like, causes, like, most, I don't know, say 99% of the population trying to lose weight, they all seem to fail miserably at it? Like, what do you think it is? I know it's a loaded question, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, it was brainstorming. Yeah, no, t- can you say that one more time? So I... Um, why, why do you think that most people fail when it comes to weight loss, essentially? I feel that a lot of the resources out there like are great like especially when it comes to workouts and accountability especially when you're on you're on a journey and you need support i think that there's a great reach but i also think that where we're like lacking is the the quick fixes like like what we just talked about if i'm answering this properly like let me know or if i'm not let me know but the <laughs> The, like the fad diets, the uh, green tea extract pill, like anything like along those lines, I people want a quick fix. And when they don't see the results, like as quick as they are, then they start losing interest and go to the next thing and the yo-yo effect. And that thing is like, I think people aren't willing to put in the time to learn how the body, like we just, like you just said, how the body works and how to fuel it. And I feel that many people don't understand why they should eat a certain way and if they did eat a certain way like how they feel like i just no i don't think people spend time on themselves in the man- matters that like in the things that matter most and especially if they do feel like they're sad and depressed and all this type all the time it's like they don't care enough to check it out and look into it and invest them in themselves. They just go and will sit at a TV or they'll go on the computer, look at Facebook and even become more depressed because they aren't doing anything about it. No, you're, you're right. Like I totally agree with all of that because there's so much crap out there that's yeah. constantly like just feeding bad information to people trying to lose weight. And that's why I really like what Jordan does because he doesn't post about here's a study that's going to get your, you know, deadlift numbers up by like, I don't know, 10% if you follow this protocol. He does like content about just weight loss for the general population and debunks like stupid crap like the apple cider vinegar crap that's out there. And he actually made like a video of him like drinking it and it's like spitting it out because it's so disgusting. But you see I can't eat the apple cider vinegar. I try to, but like it just, my mouth is even like watering and not in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. And like that, that's what I'm trying to do too. Is like when you look at my social media, it's really simple stuff. Yes, I have. And it is simple stuff, which is so relatable. And then that's what I want to like promote for myself and everybody else to help them as much as possible and kind of like gear them away from like, Ooh, yeah. Green tea extract. That's going to fix all my issues. Right. It's a lot of marketing dollars that we don't have as coaches in the industry that are doing great things to compete with that. And yeah. it's so frustrating. Cause I will, you're so correct. Like I'll have a client, like the recent thing is like that. What the health, um, documentary, yeah, yeah, I watched and, that. I shut it off, too. <laughs> and, like, I had a client come in. He's like, oh, my God, all the fat I'm eating. I'm going to get fat. I'm like, no, you're not. Just stop. <laughs> like, I can so see putting your head down, like, in shame, like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, that's how hard it is. Like, you could be working with a client for years, giving them all good information, and then they see something random like that, and they automatically believe it. Like, Yeah, I know. It, and it's it's frustrating because, like, 
what I don't it's like what yeah the, it's the marketing I, I'm sorry like I feel like myself stirring up because it's so true I feel like constantly yeah competing against that like it's never there's never going to be a change in that part but like hopefully if people became much more educated and understood and took the time you know instead of just hearing oh and then like believing it it's you know they I think that we could outsmart maybe the system one day or something like that. Definitely. Um, so with clients who are struggling that you work with, like how do you, I don't know, portray or kind of lead them in the direction where you can make them say, okay, health is going to be my priority from now on and I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. That. So with that, I guess my biggest thing with what I do with my clients is I want to teach them to the tools that, that like and they're very simple with life's temptations, time management preparation. I want to teach them how to overcome all those type of things because I feel when they become stronger and unstoppable that they can do a lot more. But I do see that there's with that, I need to build that relationship. So my big thing is that I have them, I want that equal commitment. I want there to be communication with them, them themselves, um, like between two partners, like a re, like a relationship between two partners. My program is like no different. And I know that how committed I am, but I want that, have that. So if there's something going on that they let me know, and that way that at least they they let me know with through a text or through email and stuff like that that they're become becoming more self aware in their habits and then them seeing themselves like in like okay and like that becomes more of a trigger with what they do with their life and whatnot. I don't I don't know. We have I don't know. I guess as women, I'm talking in regards to that. We have a struggle that comes to when we need to do it all, and there's not enough time in the day. And but in order to be successful, we need to fully commit to ourselves and invest. So it's just teaching them the significance and the importance of how, how good they're, how much better they're going to be to their family if they do all these type of things because they're understanding the process. Yeah, like training women is tough because. I'd say 90% of my clientele are all moms and there's some that do really, really well with managing everything. And there's some that just, they take on way too much. They keep saying yes to things that their life becomes so hectic. Like, yeah, Yeah, we say yes to everything almost. Like I had uh, one woman where she had three kids and all three signed up for three different sports at the same time. And she basically just like would go to work and then drive them around until 10 p.m. from Monday to Friday. I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. There's no time for you. that's not fair to her either because like she literally like there's no time to relax, like to, to decompress, to do what she needs to do. And she's going to, I don't know, she for me, like seeing that and hearing that, like you're going to become way more resentful where you're not going to have fun with it all, where you're like, your kids are like, you're going to snap if the kids just do one thing and like you're not happy about. Are you pretty blunt when uh, you try to like give advice to your clients when you know they're doing something 
I wouldn't say wrong, but not the best choice. I, if anything, I've learned, I don't think I've become blunt, but I try to come from that understanding perspective, but trying to still give that answer that they need to hear where like giving that negative, but with a positive saying like, you know, if you don't give to yourself, you're going to be coming, you're going to come more resentful, but not like where it's like attacking them, but like saying, this is a possibility that this may happen. I've learned to be much more open and communicative because I literally know like the outcome that if they didn't do it, that this is going to happen and it's not fair. Like sometimes I wish I was just like a psychologist where you could kind of just say it how it is and they mm-hmm. would t- they would take it a little bit more seriously. Whereas like being a coach, <laughs> you have to play so many different roles and yeah. you can't like cross barriers. But like one client in particular, like, She's trying to get her health back as a priority, but she has three kids. They're all one year apart. Her husband started a brand new business. They bought a new house. Now they're doing rentals during the house. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> like, yeah, because that, like, I that's the, I don't understand why some people like that's all too much at once. Like, why does why do we need to do all that at once? Like, I don't know the husband. Sorry, but the husband starting a business at like a time like the Renos and stuff like that. Like, that's two big things. Plus, the hugest thing is one like one year apart with the kids. Like, that's a lot. And like, there's I. For me, that 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 I don't even know how you would tell someone that because I feel like they should know that, like, because they're coming to you saying that this is happening. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know, like. But I feel like that's the norm too now. Yeah, I think in this day and age, because everything is so fast, like, yeah, you, you just have to kind of go with the times, and I think that's what another reason why weight loss is so hard is like, you know, you go on Amazon and you can get a book within twenty four hours, and you kind of yeah. just assume that weight loss should be the same, but. Your body does not work that way. No, look how long it took for it to get to where it's at. Like, it's not, you know, and to change that, it's not going to happen at once. You got to give that the the time back. Yeah. I know there's the resiliency if to, for women to like find the power and the ability to recover is hard when they don't have time. And like, that's a big thing. And the fact that, that no one gives them time, like, because we have to feel like we have to lead that fast life. It's, it's tough. So my other episode, I was chatting with another woman and I got her opinion about, um, this question. So I have two moms in particular that I always think about. So there's one that trains three days a week at 6am she has mm-hmm. three kids, a full-time job, and she's just, like, amazing. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. And then I have another mom with two kids, no job. She's just a housewife, and she struggles with coming in just one day a week. And I asked the, my other guests, like, what she thought about it, and she just said, like, if you grew up in structure, you almost know how to manage your time a little bit yeah. better, whereas if you grew up into a family where everything kind of just flowed and you didn't really have structure it would probably not work that well when you grew up as an adult so what do you think happens in like a woman's brain when you know she has kids a job and a husband to take care of and she also has to take care of herself because I'm really curious with the women who can do it all and anytime I ask them like how do you do it they're like I just make it a priority that's like the only answer I get totally I 
as a person, I, I came from a very structured family where like, you're like, okay, you have that list and you have to accomplish it. So I definitely agree. And yeah, I feel like you have to know, like, yeah, it's a priority is a big one, but knowing your why, why is it for me, I know that I'm going to continue to keep getting up at like 5, 5.30 a.m., getting in my workout to do that because I know how I feel when I do that and as opposed to know when I don't do that. And I can guarantee you when I do not do what stuff that matters like on my list, my, that I make it a priority, if I like put other stuff in front forward in that, I become a little bit more grumpy and I know that that's, that's how I feel, but I know not every woman's the same, but I figure like knowing like your why for why you, what you do is a big one. And I know I want to have a family and I want to have energy and I want to keep that at bay where we have like, you know, the, that lifestyle that I've always envisioned and stuff like that. Yeah, like one of my things is that I'm interested to see why people get to a point where like their health is is falling apart and they still won't make fitness a priority. So I have another client that's been always kind of off and on, off and on, and he's in his early 60s, he's back on his blood pressure meds, and he has a bunch of grandchildren, and his wife comes in all the time, and I'm like, at what point is it going to get bad enough for him to be like, okay, this has to stop? And hopefully not yeah. bad enough, like hopefully not to where he regrets, like for sure. I, my, like my, there's a lot of people that just think it's just too hard to do, get up and just move and stuff like that. Like people want the easy peasy like don't have to do much not much energy and effort because they don't know I don't feel like they also don't know otherwise they don't know what it is to feel the opposite where they do have energy they do know you know it's they just have accepted that this is the way my life is going to be and like I'm I don't know unfortunately they're fine with that until something big happens and then they have to make that change my dad was the same way where he you know, he, he smoked a pack a day and then, you know, he ended up having a heart attack. And then uh, since that part, like he has not touched a cigarette, he eats way healthier than he used to. And like, it's because he lives in fear of what's going to happen again. And he's had to learn it the hard way. I also wonder if it's like a generational thing. Cause I think I can't remember if it's like a couple months ago, I read an article that that millennials have there's more millennials than baby boomers and i think like that generation of millennials are kind of just exposed to more stuff where you know health is everywhere and they kind of i want to say they, they're making a priority but they just know that it's you know it's there and they should be doing that eventually whereas maybe baby boomers are like yeah i know i need to take care of my health but most likely it's never going to happen but that's just like an observation that i did I feel like I've heard that too. And, um, I, I don't know, mostly, mostly I would, I would like to say 70 of the baby burner percent that I know are like, like, yeah, I should know, but I rather do this instead. Or like, I know that I have my, 
mom and stuff like that. And working out is not her forte by any stretch at all. Um, she's she's the type of person just grab a vacuum or go grab a rake and go outside and go do this and stuff like that. That's her, like that's how she looks at getting in her, a workout. And I can't change her mind otherwise. Like even she knows what I do, she still thinks exactly the way she thinks. So I think that they are very st- stubborn into like the the older generation into their thought process yeah because when they when they grew up it was like you know back in the day you'd walk everywhere you'd bike everywhere you'd if you if your parents had land you'd be on the farm picking up heavy crap all the time so yeah exercise wasn't really a priority but and they kind of still live in that time now where you know we we just live in a world where weight loss is just going to be hard because you can like walk down the street and buy a whole pizza and eat it no problem whereas back in the day like you would have to take your time to go to the grocery store and make dinner and it's a whole ordeal and there's a lower chance of overheating whereas now it's so easy to overeat totally the portions are like crazy amount bigger and stuff like that it's interesting though too like and i don't know if this is getting off topic but when you i know so many people that love to go to europe and they love the whole idea of walking to the store like to go to the get their food and then come back and whatnot and they always feel like all these like all the they love going there to experience the atmosphere and knowing like how things are done there it's a lot more slower pace it's go with the flow like and then they come back here and they want to still have those like let's go do that like I know that my whole I was like that too and they are and then so you get it's the hustle it's the like the fast life and stuff it's quite different so I don't know if we'll like here we'll ever have that experience like it is back over there where you want to make your food they always come home at lunch they have they you know the workload is like five weeks a year or sorry the vacation mode is five weeks a year like I think it is like how our lifestyle is too yeah, because if you look at different countries like France, for example, their diets yeah. consist of like a lot of fat and carbs, that and for some amazing. reason they're not obese. <laughs> yeah, totally. I like and yeah, the, the the I don't know. I love like how the diet is over in like the Europe area, like the Mediterranean diet. So good, and you always feel satisfied too after. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, so I kind of wanted to switch gears and get your yeah. kind of like training philosophy for women, like. Because I went through your Instagram and I saw that you squatted pretty heavy and that was freaking awesome. So I was wondering <laughs> how you train women. I I am all for not just like lifting heavy and stuff like that. I love lifting heavy and whatnot. But I definitely am not for the, um, the cardio and all that stuff, like the steady state. I feel that we do need to learn how to lift heavy because it does deal with our daily life. Like, like lifting your, like carrying your groceries to getting stronger. I know I'm like, like to do one load in and like, I'm happy and stuff. So I'll try to like lift as much as I can, but, um, just the whole idea that women think that working out and, um, you know, lifting, lifting weights, like they'll like, they'll gain weight and they'll gain too much muscle. I like, I I wonder when that's going to go away, that whole like uh, myth and stuff like that. I I honestly, I don't think it's ever going to leave because I I think a couple months ago, uh, someone posted on Facebook, like a uh, magazine article I, I think it might have been like shape or something like that. And they actually had an article about not lifting heavier than th- like three pounds. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> I, like, well, 
I don't know how it gets in there, like the editors or whoever, but it's still out there and people believe it. And it's so frustrating because then, you know, a client brings it up. They're like, but I'm deadlifting like 200 pounds. Am I going to turn into the Hulk? No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> No, if anything, you're going to like be able to do a lot more with like, like any life like style that you do and stuff like that. You'll be able to still like walk and have and not have to worry about like, you know, not get, being able to get up because you're like so sore and stuff like that. If anything, it's going to prevent all of those things like osteoporosis and whatnot. And I think the coolest thing training moms is especially is that they don't know how strong they can get when they first start. And so mo- true. Yeah, and then the moment they, like, do their first chin-up or they deadlift their body weight or they, like, bench press, like, the 30-pound dumbbells, they're like, holy shit, I just did that. I'm like, I know, it's so awesome. I know, you can, like, give them a high-five after because you're so excited and, like, like, you hope that they just, like, they continue because they, like, like they're, they're knowing that they're stronger than they think they are. Oh, I get, yes. <laughs> it's a great feeling. Um, it totally is. Because I, 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 uh, I'm a boot, I, I'm an instructor at a boot camp here in um, Guelph, and well, that's one thing, like, if that's my not my pet peeve, but one thing I do every class is if someone I know can do more, I will go grab that weight and they'll do just as much as they did if they didn't do it. So like, like, and they get excited that like, holy, I don't know if I can say, sorry, holy, I can't believe I just did that. And it's just like, I know. And I'm like, you're stronger than you think. I always say that because the potential, they don't see the potential in trying that like, like that little bit harder and like going for that struggle a little bit more, like how fulfilling it can be. Oh, for sure. And definitely you can swear. That's like a given. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I get really excited and words just come out where I'm like, Oh, okay. I, have to, I should check first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to uh, get a little bit more info about you. Like what's your morning ritual? Like what do you do the first hour to two hours of your day? Um, my, what I've done for a long period of time is I train in the morning. I get my workout in, um, because I, that just sets my whole, my whole day where I feel unstoppable and I know the difference. Sometimes I'll have to work in the morning. Like we, I do the morning boot camp here in Guelph at like six fifteen, and I, I will do my workout right after that. And then just, but it's still in the morning. But one thing I have to do in some way is move. Um, so I feel that I am much more, I don't know, more accomplished where I'm like, okay, now I'm going to do this. And I feel like my whole day I'm, I get so much more done. Yeah. I think the saying is like, if you, uh, defeat the morning, you won the day or something like that. Yes. And like, I love, like, I hate waking up in the morning, but like, that's yeah, when I'm no. the most productive, like your brain is relatively fresh. Um, but yeah. you, you tend to get a lot more done in the morning rather than like, I'm just going to wait until the afternoon and then here's all my notifications on Facebook and now I'm distracted. So that yeah. morning is really, really important. That's why I always ask like what people are doing. So I'm kind of curious. Um, morning routine will definitely, like, that's one thing I've learned is it will set your whole day. If you have a routine in the morning, you are more inclined to feel much more amazing for the rest of the day because you're, you know, that, I don't know, it's your morning and at night and afternoon is when I started becoming more winding down and stuff like that, if anything, because you've been so 
productive and like it makes up for the whole day like that sometimes like that you know people are at work and like the last like couple hours is when they work the hardest like that that I, like I work the morning like the hardest and then I come down from that but I still am productive where I feel good and can get much more things done and feel more accomplished awesome um so the other thing I wanted to bring up and here, here this is my thing is that I feel that the really good coaches out there will show their vulnerability so then yes. clients will be able to kind of connect with them because a lot of times clients think that trainers are these perfect individuals that figured out life but we're just the same so yeah. what are you struggling with right now and it can be anything in your life totally um my my biggest thing where i'm struggling right now is uh i'm i've become much more vulnerable and talking about my past and bringing up stuff so i can be much more related to my clients and whatnot but sharing it on social media live has been the biggest struggle and it is because i like to have all my eyes dotted t's crossed where i don't screw up so but knowing that like i do I'm all for people like when I'm training them I'm like you know it's okay to screw up I tell that but that's one part of where I'm like where I have to show it I want to always be perfect and that is being on Facebook and trying to do a Facebook live and sharing my information that I've just done with you and this has been a great learning experience I'm not gonna lie <laughs> so nice man like I, I just think that the moment that more clients can see what a coach does that's not perfect they just can relate a little bit better and I think a great movement I've seen, um, if you follow Girls Gone Strong at all, um, they post a lot of stuff on social media where they show their bodies not like in perfect lighting or a perfect yeah. angle. And they can do like the other cool thing I've seen is like before and after photos. But it's literally that the same moment they take the photo, they just find a different angle and your body looks completely different. Yes, so, I have yeah. seen that. I love that. Yes. And, like, it, it, it's so easy to fall into that rabbit hole of going on Instagram and looking at all the fit, like, fitness models, and you're like, oh, I need to be like that. But in, re in reality, it's just really good filters and yep. angles and lights where, honestly, anybody could do it. <laughs> totally. And you're so correct there when you say that where like when you look at those posts you're like you're much more you feel prouder you feel much more good about yourself when you see the two different angles and the two different photos like where it's like the same thing it's just like you know sometimes maybe that's how we vision like you know those two different photos where you can have a good one and like a bad one but you look at the bad and you're like that's and you feel like you're not as you feel much more down on yourself and whatnot, but it's, I'm happy that they do show that. And I, that is like, I, I have saw a movement there. Now, the other question I wanted to bring up is, have you changed your mind on anything the last couple of years about, you know, the way you do business or training or nutrition or anything in our industry? Yeah. Um, so as an entrepreneur, um, I learned like my biggest like learning tool from that is, um, and this goes like, I think not just with entrepreneurs, with anybody, no one knows really what they're doing and you just have to do it. And I think the more open and honest and communicative and just that, like the more you're, the more you're going to be like treat others the way you want to be treated. But like in the sense that like with business, no one knows 
what they're doing. And uh, I learned that and we're all in this together. And, you know, what you might see, like people are kind of where you're at all the time. It's no one's farther ahead or back. You're in your own journey. So like knowing that has been really good. I don't know if that made sense there as I'm saying it, but like, I think it's, I got really excited at the same time where I learned last year that in, as when that was my first entrepreneur conference, no one knew what they were doing. Everyone's there. But like, if someone told you, I'm like, Oh, I'm a naturopath and I have like clients and blah, blah, blah. They're struggling just as much as you are. It does. You're no different than anyone else. Like, but you're in your own journey. So comparing that, like, I don't do that anymore now. I think that's what I was really trying to say there. I'm sorry, but before <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But like the thing that I learned is it, it can go for business and weight loss is just accept good enough. It doesn't have to be perfect. And yes, I think, no such thing. yeah. So I think a lot of people, like, especially in weight loss, like, Oh, I'll start the gym on Monday. Cause that's a better, like it's a better day or I'll start in the new year. Cause that's better. Like the whole idea of that you have to be kind of fit to go back to the gym like I just don't understand that like just go like even if it's not perfect and you just show up like that's good enough and like even with business like there's so many coaches out there that are starting to start like an online business they're like oh but I'll start posting when I have my website done or I'll start blogging when you know I have an idea it's like just put your stuff out there. And even if it's crap, it's good enough because it's your name that's being out there. And if you don't do it, then you're going to be constantly like, you're not going to grow at all. Exactly. And that used to be like, that's been my biggest learning thing since then is what you just said there. I always wanted things to be perfect. And so you're always waiting for perfect, but you're going to be waiting for a long time because you're never going to get there unless you start seeing like where you started and where you're going to be at. So it's, just, it's like getting to the gym and then you don't know where it's going to take you. But if you keep on doing it, you're going to be even come more awesome and feel more unstoppable and be the person that you want to be. Yeah, I think the big thing is just you need to show up. And that's why I tell yes. my clients, I'm like, you could have everything going wrong in your day and all you have to do is show up because we can always modify your workout. Like if you were hungover or you didn't sleep at all and you went to the gym and you felt like complete crap, like just let's just do the warm up, get you moving. 100% you're going to feel better. Right? Like And they always do. Yeah. It's a matter of like then that's the part where they have to keep remembering that so their mind like get becomes strong like their body does. That's one thing like you're with personal development and with when you're getting a routine started is you have to work on both. One's not going to help the other. If anything, you have to do both at the same time and realize that like, it's like a muscle to both. That's one thing I started off with weight loss, but my mind wasn't strong. And that was, that's the one that took the longest out of the biggest change because I was my own obstacle and you don't know how deep it can go until you start facing a little bit of stuff. And at first it's not fun, but you, the, the feeling after is like, it was worth it. So one of the last questions I want to give to you is for all the women that are listening right now, what is the one key piece of advice if they're dealing with body image issues? No, that's, that's <laughs> the one. because yeah, what's the one key issue with body images is I really want to teach women like that they can do anything they want to as long as they change their shoulds to a must 
and really accepting themselves for who they are and like looking at their curses as blessings because what we were made fun of as a child or embarrassed about or ashamed about is actually our gifts. Like putting that heart, I want to say it properly, basically, you know, using that heart that you have and that you bring that child like in that heart together, you are going to be the person that you want to be. That's a big one. That was good. Um, so very last question, because we're already going up to an hour. These things always go so freaking fast. Um, <laughs> where can people find you online? What are your social media handles? Do you have any projects coming out, books, things like that? You can just go plug away. Yeah. Um, so they can find me. My name is one word, amandagazola.com. Um, G-A-Z-Z-O-L-A. People don't know Gazola. <laughs> um, and I do have my 28-day program that's coming out that basically is trying to help women discovering the beauty that lies within them and reigniting their confidence and achieving goals. Basically, everything that I talked about is what they would learn in the program when it comes to nutrition, starting to make things into habits like those routines um and just for them to feel amazing it is one thing the mindset is the hugest thing the 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 everything else will come it's just us uh, overcoming those obstacles and for social media um they can look at my page i it's called journey to greatness and they could find me they can find it through my name as well amanda gazola awesome thank you so much this was amazing Thank you. I had like the best time and thank you so much for having me on your show. And I look forward to connecting with you more. And I'm so excited for where you're going. All right. So that's going to wrap up episode 65 with Amanda. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that one as Amanda was another amazing guest that I was recommended by another guest on the show. And I was going to bring up who do you want me to interview Uh, I've been doing this podcast for over a year and all I've been doing is asking my guests at the end of the show, who would they recommend? So you, the audience, if you have anyone in particular that you are just dying to hear from, let me know, email me at rafal at empowerhp.ca or hit me up on social media under Raf Matuszewski. You will find me really easily. And until next week, you guys... We'll see you then.